think as women is a really hard lesson to learn sometimes, but you have to be fearless in believing in yourself. So, you know, you have to do the hard work and you have to put your time in and learn and connect with the right people, but be brave enough to take that first step because everything else will follow. Hello and welcome to Dream Mentorship Podcast. Dream Mentorship is an international online community. Our podcast is for women who want more out of life, who are ready to make a positive difference, and who dare to dream. Listen for motivating conversations with industry bosses, moms, students, and women in general who are thriving in life and business. We are here to help you live your dream because your dream is valid. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast, where we talk about all things women empowerment and inspiring others in pursuing your dreams. And today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Kylie McGrane. She is a founder of an executive director of A Moment of Magic. Uh, she oversees the day-to-day activities of the nonprofit and strives to improve performance, develop organizational culture, supervise both the board of directors and team members. And of course, she also establishes national partnerships and executes the annual gala events that it hold. So you know what it is like being, um, you know, a founder or president or something um, in leadership of an organization. And that's exactly what Kylie does. So today we're going to be talking about that uh, and see what it is like being in leadership. So if you are someone who is in leadership or aspiring to be in a leadership position or start your own nonprofit, this is definitely a podcast you want to listen to. So pull your chair out and sit down, get comfortable as we dive into this world of nonprofit and leadership. Welcome to the podcast, Kylie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. I am excited. Uh, I was just sharing offline that we have connected over Facebook. And I think it's important to kind of bring that up, um, which is, you know, talking power of networking. I guess we can just kind of talk about that, um, how important it is, especially in this time and age, um, to just go for it if you're someone that gets your attention on social media, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn. You know, of course, because she's a professional, but it's it's okay to reach out to them. And today, here we are, um, because you you reached out to me, uh, and now we are having a conversation, and we follow each other on social media. Uh, so, talk about that um, about so, about networking right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a really interesting time to network because we're all pretty much home. We're not in our offices. We're not running around like we normally do. So I think that trying to find silver linings with everything going on is really important. And one of those things that has been a silver lining for me is reaching out to people that I probably wouldn't have come across before just geographically. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm based in New York City. So my network is usually Mm -hmm. Northeast. But with the power of technology and being virtual and having social media networking, you're able to reach people from literally all over the world, which is really 
amazing when you think about yes, it. Yes, I love that. And I love meeting people from all over the world. So I get excited when I have connections um, from people. You know, I can say, oh, I didn't know someone from New York or anything like that. All right. So let's kind of talk about your position at a moment of magic. I love the things that you do. And I'm just curious because I'm looking at I'm looking at it from the perspective of an, of an outsider. I see your post. I see um, the things that the college students, like when the volunteers say help out. Um, tell us what a moment of magic is all about, just so we can get a, a better grasp of what you, uh, what your organization is about. Absolutely. So A Moment of Magic is a nonprofit organization that provides creative programming to children battling ser serious illnesses. And we do that by empowering college student volunteers from across the country by getting involved in their community. And, you know, what that typically looks like, our most famous service is actually taking in characters to children's hospitals to brighten up their day. Um, and really what we are on a mission to do is kind of twofold. It's one, to provide college students with this hands-on volunteering experience that they might not get elsewhere, but also, and most importantly, to provide creative programming to children and being able to give them some time to just be a kid and getting to focus on what we like to call kid mm -hmm. stuff. So for children that are hospitalized, a lot of their day revolves around medical treatments and procedures and people asking them how they mm -hmm. feel. Um, and what we are there to do is to talk about what their favorite color is and what they like to do mm -hmm. for fun and making them laugh and giving them some time to just be a kid. Yes, I love it. I mean, I see the pictures on Instagram <laughs> and I just smile. It just warms my heart when I see like the Disney characters where you, I'm guessing they're college um, student volunteers and they are different characters and with the um, ball dresses and they're sitting there at the hospital. I think that was one of the recent posts that you made. Um, how does this impact the volunteers from that perspective and as well the children that you, you know, you get to spend time with? Yeah, I think that that's one of my favorite parts is providing this experience to volunteers that they otherwise might not have gotten. You know, a lot of our volunteers are pursuing all different types of career paths, whether that's actually going into the medical field or working with children. And for a lot of them, this is their first experience of going into a children's hospital um, and spending time with children that need that one-on-one -on -one interaction. Mm -hmm. So I think that more than anything, it's really simple that the college students are able to see firsthand the impact that they can have on someone else's day. And it could be really simple. Like you said, sometimes it's just taking your big ball gown yeah. and sitting on the floor and coloring. And for a child, that could be all the difference. And, you know, as a college student, I think that it's really amazing to see the impact that you can have on someone else. Right. What inspired you to start a moment of magic? How did you come up with the idea for, for a moment of magic? Yeah, so I went to college in the Bronx and I was doing an after school program um, for kids at a local elementary school. And I just always loved working with children. I always felt like that was really my thing. It's where I did really well. And um, after a semester of working there, they I was looking for a new volunteer position and I always really wanted to try to work in a children's hospital. 
Um, but trying to volunteer in a children's hospital is understandably a really difficult and rigorous process. Um, and when you fill out an application, there's no guarantee that that's something that you'll be able to continue to do. So I had to get creative and think about what I could do that was different than what they were typically offering. So I was with my parents one night and they were flipping through the TV channels and um, Frozen was on. <laughs> and my mom just kind of made a passing comment that I happened to resemble Elf. <laughs> and it was just like a total aha yeah. moment where I was like, what if I do this because this is different and this could still be really impactful. So that's how it started. And from there, it just continued to grow. Yeah. Yes, I love it. My daughter, uh, we had watched Frozen together and uh, she didn't stop. I mean, she loves the twirl. So, so I can totally relate. <laughs> like what you're talking about was the picture I could see with her just dancing in front of the TV the whole time. Um, and for a two-year-old, that was uh, actually, that was interesting for me to watch her watch the whole movie <laughs> and not you know get tired doing it anyways um back to <laughs> back to you i am um fascinated by the work that you do and of course you just mentioned how rigorous this process is getting volunteers uh, or being a volunteer at places like children's hospital so what is your uh process like um, in terms of recruiting your volunteers or getting into the hospital and if anyone's listening and say oh my gosh that is totally me I really want to volunteer how can they get in touch with you and be a part of what you do at mo a moment of magic yeah absolutely and one of the things that I'm most proud about um, is that we provide college students with all of the training that they need. Um, so typically they are back in school and every week they're meeting for a Moment of Magic meeting and we're covering some kind of training. And we have four main training pillars that we wrote when we were putting this all together. And one, of course, is the characterization where you get to learn how to walk, talk, dance, eat, sleep, sing like a character. Um, the second one is interacting with children. The third is interacting in specialized ways. So we work with children that have um, varying emotional needs or varying abilities. We work with children that are in the foster care system. Um, and we also work with children that have chronic or critical or terminal illnesses. And each one, each interaction really needs to be spe specially crafted to make sure we're having the most impact. And then finally, we do a lot of trainings on um, like emotional support and mental health for the volunteer to try to avoid secondary mm -hmm. trauma and volunteer burnout. So I'm really proud of the trainings that we do and we have to make them effective, but we're also making them fun. It's something that our community is excited to go to every week, whether it's in person or online. Um, and from there, when we are presenting to the hospitals and we say, you know, you don't have to do all of this training mm. for us because we already have it. And here's all of these other hospitals that we work with. That's really a plus for the hospital workers that are there because they want to provide quality programming to the children. So having this long list of hospitals that have said really great things is really helpful and really impactful. And, you know, if someone wants to reach out, we primarily do all of our character visits with college students. So if you want to start a chapter, the best thing to do is just visit our our website, which is a moment of magic.org. 
Awesome. I love it. Okay. So I want to talk about um, your role as a nonprofit executive director. I am the founder and executive director at Dream Mentorship. So I know how fun, <laughs> in quote, um, <laughs> that role can be. Um, you're uh, wearing so many hats. Um, what is what is it like? I mean, outside of the joy of seeing your mission in reality, which is part of, you know, for any founder or executive director, that's probably one of your biggest moments, you know, your treasure, like, oh, look at this mission, we accomplished it. And that kind of warms your heart. But there are also other processes and other things, other day-to-day -day activities that you do. So what, can you give us a little a snippet of what your life is like as an executive director? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure we probably relate a lot on this, but I feel like every day is a little bit different. You constantly have new things being thrown mm -hmm. your way, whether it's, you know, applying for grants or doing social media marketing or trying to run a big fundraiser or sitting down with your accountant. It's always something new and it's ever changing, mm -hmm. which you know, is chaotic, but it's also right. really wonderful um, because it's also it's always keeping me on my toes. And something that I love is just constantly learning because I feel like when we learn, we're better people. So I love kind of the chaos that comes with running a nonprofit. And it's really interesting to be on this side of it now where I could say every little piece that I do every day is contributing to this mm -hmm. bigger mission, even if I don't see right. it firsthand. You know, there are a lot of parts about running a nonprofit that not <laughs> for me. It's like, trying to find yes and, you know all of those really tedious things are mm -hmm. answering emails and I, with every moment that's like oh this is so frustrating or annoying i have to constantly remind myself to be grateful because i'm in an organization that every little piece contributes to this right mission. so i'm going to go back to your college degree um you have a degree yeah. in english and communications and minored in business and here you are running a nonprofit. Uh, so how did that happen i mean obviously i know the story of um magic and moments of magic but you know what is the bad story was it like oh i didn't get a job so i'm gonna start a nonprofit. <laughs> Yeah, so I started the nonprofit in my college dorm room when I was a sophomore. And I think one thing I love about our story is we didn't start it to be a business. We started it because we wanted to do something good for other people. And over time, it just evolved. Um, you know, when I went to school, I have always dreamed of being mm. a writer. That's why I went with the English degree. Um, and I always found communication really fascinating, especially digital media. So I was able to kind of explore those areas. And then the more I was exploring, the more I was seeing my coursework actually being applied to starting the foundation of an nonprofit. So I was really lucky that the school that I went to was so small and the professors really, you know, helped me see exactly how I could take what I was learning in class and translate it for four o'clock when classes ended. And I was working on this project mm -hmm. on the side. Um, so I think it's really amazing how it kind of evolved and led me to where I am with the organization because I use both English and communication and the business minor mm -hmm. every single day. Okay. All right. So <laughs> that is, um, that's, that's an incredible story. Not many people 
would probably think, oh, I can start something in my dorm room. And I want to say, um, maybe you should kind of give, what is your number one tip for anyone, especially college students with dream mentorship? We are always, you know, catering to that um, group of women who are either in college or from low income communities who are like, well, I have this big dream, but I don't think I can do it. And I always tell them, you know what, start right where you are, because in 10 years or 20 years from now, you're going to be think you're going to thank yourself that you started that thing that you always wanted to do. Um, you know, then when you started it. So, because I can't even imagine, like you started in your dorm room and look at where you are today. So what is your tip for women who are who are wanting to start either a nonprofit or even just start anything in life? That is such a good question. And, um, you know, that's a really tough one because I feel like there are so many different things that I wish I could go back and tell myself or I look at our volunteers now and want to tell them. But I think one thing that has been really, I think as women is a really hard lesson to learn sometimes, but you have to be fearless in believing in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else right. is going to believe in you. So, you know, you have to do the hard work and you have to put your time in and learn and connect with the right people, but be brave enough to take that first step because everything else will follow. You know, you're never going to have, whether you have a degree or you don't, you're never going to feel like you 100% have everything you need to go in your toolbox and are ready mm -hmm. to take on the world. You're never going to be there, at least mm -hmm. I'm not personally, but I've learned that it's okay. But you just have to take that first step and be fearless and believe in yourself that you have all that you need because, you know, yeah. odds are that you Did you have a mentor, um, you know, once you started this or prior to starting this? Did you have, did you have a mentor? Did you have a business coach? Anything like that? I did. And I've been really lucky to connect with, you know, specifically two mentors come to mind. And it's funny because they almost really couldn't be more opposite. Um, one is a man that started a nonprofit organization when he was a little bit younger, and now he's in his 70s. And he has been so helpful in helping me navigate, you know, writing a business plan and trying to find funding. And then I also have a mentor that is, um, she started her own company and she's in her early 30s. So, you know, when you look at them, they're a little bit different comparatively. Yeah. They have both been so instrumental in making me not just a better business owner, but also a better person. Okay. Also, I was going to ask that question and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope she doesn't say no. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because then that's going to defeat the whole point of us, you know, telling people to have a mentor. So I'm glad that you do. And they have such a positive impact in your life. So, I mean, that kind of also emphasizes the point of what we say is always good to have a mentor um, because it, they do shape, influence your life eventually in some capacity. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask, um, um, you know, how... Do you wait? Let me even just ask this. Um, just being curious, um, do you allow male college students to participate as well, or is just they have to be female um, college students? Yeah, we absolutely encourage male college students to volunteer as well. And it's something that we're really working on is developing our male base even more than we already do. Um, we started at a small school in the Bronx that was primarily female. But over the last few years, we've made major strides getting males involved, whether it's athletes or people that are dressing up like superheroes mm -hmm. or just men going in and doing this work. It's really important to have 
um, as many different kinds of representatives as we can. So every child we visit can say, I identify with that person. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So outside of being executive director and running uh, a moment of magic, what do you do in your free time? Or maybe not free time, but what do you do outside of that? Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. Mm. Um, I'm constantly listening to some kind of content. Um, I've also, during quarantine, really taken up reading a lot more. After school, I think, you know, going through school, being an English major, you read constantly. And I think I took a little bit of a break. But now, Mm -hmm. you know, with everything going on and being in New York City and being home a lot, I've been very much reading as much as I can. Um, and then I just love spending time with friends and family and, you know, I'm very much a homebody. So if yeah. I could be home on my couch at 8 PM, I am very happy. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot believe how much similarities that we have. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Like when you hear someone else saying stuff and you're like, that, wait, that's me. Right. Um, yeah. so <laughs> that is so fun. Okay. So we're going to have this final question that we ask everyone which is if you have one dream in the world um, to accomplish, I mean, you've already accomplished so much already, um, but is there one dream that you're like, you know what, I really want to accomplish this one dream in my lifetime. What would that dream be? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Um, Something that I've been working on a lot recently is, you know, thinking about these college students and, You know, I've been really inspired, especially over the last few months, seeing college students really stepping up, um, and especially in my day-to-day work, getting to see what they can do and the impact that they can have. And I think that one of my big dreams is to just do what I can in my own small way and giving these students the, you know, if I could help aid in one person's confidence to feel a little bit more sure of themselves, to feel like they can speak and make a difference, um, you know, then that's my dream accomplished. So that's my, that's my big dream is just help other people reach their dreams in as many ways as they can. Okay. Well, you guys, you heard her. She want to help so many people reach their dreams as well and serve. So you are, you know, you can participate and be a part of a moment of magic. You can reach out to them on Instagram and of course visit their website. Um, so Kylie, can you tell us what your um, Instagram handle is and um, other ways that they can get into contact with you if anyone want to vo- volunteer or donate um, to your organization? Absolutely. The best way to find us is a momentofmagic.org, or you can follow us on Instagram at Moment of Magic Foundation. Well, thank you so much, Kylie, for joining us. I absolutely enjoyed this chat with you, and I am so excited to see all the wonderful things that you're doing with A Moment of Magic. Keep the pictures rolling on Instagram. <laughs> I love them. They make me smile. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Well, all right, people. Um, It was fun doing this podcast. If you have questions about nonprofit or anything whatsoever related to leadership or um, being a founder of an organization, you can reach out to us at info at dreammentorship.org. We'll be happy to answer questions that you have. Uh, I want to give a special thank you to our podcast management intern, Ida Frederick, for putting this together. Until next time, I remain your host, Mac Jane Creighton. Bye-bye.
Thank you for tuning into Dream Mentorship Podcast with our host, Mac Jane Creighton. If you like our show and would like to learn more, you may check us out at dreammentorship.org. This podcast was edited and produced by Edie Frederick. Remember to join us next week for more female empowerment.